This is He Said, Then She Said, a series of conversations with everyday Jewish and Gentile couples from around the world. I'm Tuvia Zaretsky, and as your host, I've been researching the intercultural challenges that are described by couples for more than 20 years. I want to get an authentic look into how they navigate the complex challenges that they have faced and then hear how they have found spiritual harmony in their relationships. If you or someone you know would like support in an interfaith Jewish-Gentile relationship, you can reach out to me anytime by email. The address is tuvia, T-U-V-Y-A, at jewishgentilecouples.com. Hey, I hope you enjoyed today's interview. Hi, everybody. I'm delighted today to be introducing you to Mike and Sarah Mills. Mike is from New England. Sarah is from just above New York City. And they met in college. They are the youngest of the couples I've interviewed for this uh, He Said Then She Said series. So they bring a millennial perspective to the questions that I often ask. Mike is, as you're here, a very rational kind of guy, uh, wants facts, and um, is not particularly influenced by his own emotions. Sarah is from a really unique family in that both of her parents were raised in traditional Judaism. That's how she was raised, and then followed her parents into a messianic faith in Jesus. And whereas some of the other couples that I've been interviewing have been married quite a while, and their faith and family patterns have well-developed. Um, the unique part about Mike and Sarah is that they've really just just begun the journey of building spiritual harmony in their lives. I have appreciated how real and unpretentious they are. Hope you enjoy Sarah and Mike Mills. And we're delighted today to have um, Sarah and Mike Mills with us from just north of uh, New York City. Is that right? Are both of you from New England? I am. She is from uh, Dutchess County in New York. That's right. Okay. I knew somebody was from Dutchess County. All right. Question for you. Do you, do you think of yourself as a Jewish Gentile couple? Does that ever come up? Um, at least for me, like I think about it when I think about like having kids, like how we're going to raise those kids. I do think about it when, you know, we're celebrating holidays and a lot of it is, um, like teaching him things that like he had no idea about or like he said when we talk about having kids like what that's gonna look like right, right. let's go back a ways um sarah i'm gonna start with you tell me a little bit about your what was the identity as you guys were growing up yeah so i was like born into a very conservative um jewish family both my parents are jewish my grandmother was in the Holocaust. She's a Holocaust survivor from France. Um, France? Yes. Yeah. Her parents were in camps and her and her um, brother and sister were hidden um, with a Catholic family, actually. Um, so being Jewish was definitely like a huge part of my identity growing up. Um, we were very practicing and um, very involved in our synagogue. Um, and then when I was 10 years old, my mom came home one day and told us that she had accepted Jesus. And you were, you were 10? I was 10. Yeah. 
And was your grandmother living at that time? Yeah, my grandmother's still alive today. How did she respond when she heard about your mom? She was very upset and uh, she threatened to disown us. Um, and luckily she didn't. Um, she like didn't talk to us for a few months. My other grandmother, though, my mother's mother actually did disown us um, fully. Um, and so, yeah, that was definitely like a huge shock in our family. Um, eventually my dad did come to know the Lord and I also made that decision about a year later. Um, so you're like 11 then, year, about 11 years old. Yeah. When I was about 11, it took me a while because I was kind of, even though I was young, um, looking back on it, I just remember thinking like, well, you've told me my whole life that Jesus, like who Jesus was that he, he was just a man and if he was even real, and if he was real, then he certainly wasn't God. I grew up in a very Catholic area. So, you know, I certainly heard about Jesus and had questions. And it was always like, no, no, you're Jewish. That's, you know. And so all of a sudden, I felt like it was just flipped on its head. And now it's like, oh, okay, like, actually, we do believe in Jesus now. And so I think for that year that I even again, even though I was a kid, like I really did struggle with it inwardly. Um, and my parents were really good about like letting me make that decision and not, I never felt like forced into it. Uh, like when we would go to church, like I would just sit in the back room. I wasn't involved in any way until I felt like I wanted to be. And then after, after that, just growing up, we were very, we got, we joined a church and, um, we left the synagogue, obviously. I, I want to come back to, yeah. to pick, pick that story up a bit because it's, okay. I mean, at, at the point that you're starting to grow on your own, still have, thinking back, how did that happen back with your parents? It's, that's yeah. kind of amazing. Um, but I want, to, I want to ask Mike and bring him in on this um, for a moment. Because, um, Mike, you, you obviously are thinking seriously about the future for you guys. What was what was what was your spiritual experience growing up? Um, God wasn't really anything that my parents talked about. Like my friends didn't really talk about it. Um, my parents, they sent me to like Sunday school to get like confirmed. And I was also baptized uh, when I was a baby. What kind uh, of church was that? Um, I wouldn't expect you to know <laughs> as a baby. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't remember, but you know, I went to the same Sunday school like growing up, but I never, I never finished, but it's not like my parents, like, I think, you know, I think they believe in God, but I don't think like it's something they, it doesn't, it didn't seem like something they tried to really like talk about much with like me or my siblings. It was just something that like, you know, they would send us to Sunday school. And then I think what they really were trying to do was just like, my mom will say like she was trying to give us like a foundation, like maybe she didn't want us to believe exactly that, but like just something to kind of like refer to um, to help us like figure out what we believe later on. So it wasn't, so it didn't seem like something that was this, like really big deal to them um, when I was growing up. And so like towards the end of my high school, um, I think it was like around that time that like I began, I became like an atheist and it was you know, obviously what I thought was most rational at the time. Um, but then like that would continue through my college experience. But then like right around the, like before the time I met Sarah, like, a few months leading up to that, I'd actually met like her group of friends, like in, in my hometown, 
which is where her college was and their college was. And it was a Bible college. And so I eventually started hanging out with them because I, I think I was just more interested at the time. Like For people my, who are listening to this, what, what, where was that? I was in Haverhill, Massachusetts. Okay. So it's up in Massachusetts. Yep. And, and so Sarah's like in college hanging. there and, and you're yeah. also in college. Yep. Also at college at UMass Lowell. Yeah. I started, I became friends with her group of friends before I met her. And I think I did so because now I was just more interested in like what people who call themselves Christians and were like serious about it. Like what did they actually like believe and what, you know, what did that uh, religion entail? And then, you know, by the time I met Sarah, um, I think I became a little more open to the idea of being a Christian and just let alone for the fact that I think that at least what, you know, Jesus was like um, practicing, like the philosophy that he preached was like, I thought was like pretty good. Um, and then like around six or seven months, like into my relationship with Sarah, I think that was when I decided to become a Christian myself because up until that point I was you know, absorbing a lot of material and talking with a lot of people about it. I just came to the conclusion that, um, it was the most rational um, answer, I guess. He's very <laughs> rational. I was going to ask. Yeah, just, so the most uh, rational answer for like what was what the information I had. Yeah, I remember we went to go see that movie. Um, was right when it Lee Strobel? Yeah, the, the movie that came out that they did of his life. And we went to go see it. There's only like one movie theater playing it in our area. And we, I remember like walking out of there and he was just like, is like all of what they said in that movie true? <laughs> and it was just this like moment of like, whoa, like this actually is something that makes sense, you know? Sarah, take me back to um, your parents for a moment. Um, when they came to faith, that was, that was a pretty strange thing for your family. Um, what was it that, I'm really curious, what was it that had, had made an impact on them? Yeah, so for my mom, um, she, she, I think she had basically kind of come to this point in her life, um, like some kind of like existential um, place, I guess, or crisis, you could say, where she, uh, I think she felt unfulfilled in her life and she felt like there was something pulling her like that there's something else out there you know and um so she actually had a friend who was a christian um who actually had always wanted to i guess she had never um, been friends with anyone jewish and she always felt like i really want to meet someone jewish and tell them about jesus and uh, and then she met my mom <laughs> and um so yeah she basically um, she talked to my mom about Jesus and my mom really ultimately, I think, came to, to believe in Jesus uh, really through the writings of the Old Testament. Um, she really kind of dug in there and because, you know, she was a very devout Jewish person. So, um, you know, that's kind of where she started. And that's where she realized that, like, hey, there's a lot in here that actually is congruent with belief in Jesus as Lord. Did she... Um, did she talk to your, your dad about her faith before she spoke with you? For a while, she did talk to him before she talked to me, but for a while she actually hid it from him. Um, mm -hmm. Like 
books that her friend would give her. She like hid them under her bed. And so a lot of that journey she went through by herself. I think she was afraid, um, you know, of what my dad would say. Obviously, in a lot of Jewish marriages, that would certainly be cause for, um, you know, ending the, you know, cutting someone off. So Mm -hmm. um, she was definitely very careful. I don't think she actually told my dad until she had come to the decision. So it wasn't like something that they walked through together. Um, And then it was kind of like, this is what, you know, I've come to believe, like, do you, you know, are you going to walk away? Or is this something that we can have a discussion about? Now you're 10 years old and you're watching this happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that like? I mean, was it, were they struggling or was there a lot of tension about it? For a little bit. I mean, honestly, out of my parents, my mother was definitely more like devout than my father. Like they were both raised in like fairly reformed families. So it was actually my mother that was like, no, I want to become more conservative and I want to be more, um, you know, traditional. So I think my, for, for a lot of that, my dad just kind of went along with it. He's like, yeah, sure. You know? So I think if it was the other way around, honestly, Mm. it would like, if my dad had come to know the Lord first, I don't think that I would be sharing this story like this. Um, but you know, luckily my dad was very easygoing and he was like, okay, like I'm willing to listen if this is something that you really believe. Um, you know, let's, let's have a conversation about it. So what was it like when they, how did they tell people to synagogue? Um, I don't really remember, honestly. I think it might've been like, we might've just left. I don't know. But then I remember going back to that synagogue for a friend's bar mitzvah. And it, I just remember it being like very awkward. Okay. So it helps me understand your, your background. By the time you met, met Mike, you're a committed believer. You're at a Christian college. Um, I want to swing back over to Mike for a minute. Um, so you're a really rational guy. Tell me this, this is an interesting part of the story. Where, what about, what was it about her or her friends, Sarah or, or her friends that, that got you thinking and, and interested? Do you remember? Yeah. I mean, at the time, like when I met her friends, I met Sarah around like September of like 2016, the, the biggest thing I think was moving the idea of God from like the realm of like improbable and like impossible to like possible and even likely, I guess. I guess I guess apologetics, like that was really like I would look in a lot into those um, sorts of arguments. And I guess one thing that also stuck like one thing that stuck out to me in particular was that the like when I really fully learned like the inability of like the secular and scientific world um like their inability to answer the question of whether or not there is a god um at least in the sense of like an ultimate like decision um i think like one common like trope that is talked about in modern science is like they can tell you what something is but they don't tell you what things ought to be i guess like learning about like what was how you can rely on the Bible as a source of knowledge. Um, like, you know, like when it was written, how you can know when it was written, you know, textual criticism mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Just learning that, you know, you, you can actually 
definitively determine like things that happened in the Bible and then in, in, in a way that you can determine anything else in history had happened. Um, one thing that is, I think, common in apologetics that is fun to hear is that, you know, there's more like textual, like evidence for like the life of Jesus than there is for like the emperor of Rome at the time or like hmm. the Odyssey or, or anything like that. Did her Jewish identity come up in, in your conversation at all? I mean, in your understanding, did how'd that, what'd you think of that? Or did you? Um, I don't think I thought about it much until like our relationship became like deeper and like as it like progressed. I mean, I didn't really know a lot of people that were Jewish growing up. Like it was novel in that sense. And like I was interested in like learning more about like what that meant, but it wasn't like, I guess it wasn't like bizarre or anything like that. So you guys are dating and you're learning about her faith, but it's not quite yours yet. Yeah. 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 I'll ask her questions. Um, try to like poke holes in what she was saying. And some, sometimes she didn't have answers, but there are, you know, other people who like are the pastor of her church that could have like talked to me about stuff that maybe she didn't have the answers for, but. So you went to church with her? Yeah, I would go. Yeah. I started going to church with her a couple months after we started dating. Um, like she really encouraged me to go and, Actually, I didn't. You didn't, you? I didn't because I really, like, growing up in the church, that's one thing that they really, you know, the church often instills in you is, like, you don't date non-Christians, um, the people that you're not equally yoked with. And I, I believed that. I, I agree with that. Um, and here I was dating <laughs> a non-Christian. And, um, and it was... And so I really felt the that whole time that we were getting to know each other and we started dating and he wasn't a Christian that um, I didn't want to be the reason that he became a Christian. I didn't want it to be like, oh, well, you know, if you're going to be with me, then you need to believe in Jesus. So I, I actually didn't invite him to church. He he invited himself. <laughs> because, yeah, because I didn't want to be like, oh, like do all these things because I want you to. and. I'm so grateful that I did do that because he, he had to search, you know, he had to find on his right. own. And I mean, I was there, like he said, to answer questions, but I wasn't like certainly trying to get him to believe in anything. You know, what I, the journey that I kind of went through, um, I, I realized that in dating a non-Christian, um, that like compromising what I believed in a relationship would probably be like the worst decision that I could make in my life. Um, quite frankly. Um, and so I, think, what, what would that hurt? I mean, I think that like my faith is something, it's not just like a dogma that I repeat to myself that, you know, makes me feel good. It's a decision that I've made, um, you know, to forsake everything else and to follow Jesus. And I made that decision when I was young, um, but it's a decision that I have to make every day, every day since then. And, um, you know, not that it's perfectly executed, um, but to turn your back on something like that, that for me is kind of the whole framework for my life and my identity. I think I would be 
I would betray, I would be betraying God, but I would be betraying myself. And so I knew going into my relationship with Mike, that if this was something that I was going to do, um, you know, that I couldn't compromise at all. Um, and that was really hard. <laughs> um, it really was, especially when you develop feelings for someone and the feelings are growing. Um, but for me, it was just so much bigger than, oh, this guy that I really like, or I'm starting to love, um, you know, my, my faith is really the foundation of my life. So that's hard. Those are hard choices to make, aren't they? Yeah. And I also like when we were dating, I, I think I prayed this probably every day, um, that God, like, if, like, tell me when to walk away, you know, because I didn't want to. I got, you know, dating is one thing, but I knew that I could never marry someone who um, didn't share that with me. And so I, I had to pray that like all the time. And I really feel like the Lord gave me the strength um, to do that and to be, to be able to know that like I could still walk away, I guess. I feel like kind of bad saying that <laughs> part of him, but that was, I mean, we've talked about it. So this really bright um, intellectuals, uh, good looking guy sitting next to you. Here's you're talking about this. Mike, um, so you started to go to church with her? Yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was happening? Be like supportive of her. Because I thought that's like what she wanted. <laughs> I think, yeah, I was just trying to like show support for like what she believed in. Because I thought at the time that like... Um, no, at that point, like if if I could show support for what she believed in, like maybe she would consider. Um, I don't know. I don't want to sound so like pathetic, but stay with me. <laughs> I guess. It doesn't sound pathetic at all. Yeah. But, sure. um, so what happened? What do you remember? What the the turning point? You said you said you started to realize the the truth of the Bible, um, that it was a a, a reasonable, sound, historical, verifiable. Um, document the history to it was real and then there's a spiritual side to it what was happening um, with that as you were um, reading it um i think at the time and even still now like i don't i'm always like wondering like am i feeling like the spiritual aspect of it enough um like, i get very like wary when I think about like pairing emotion with the whole concept, um, like back then and even now. So I think that's like something that I still struggle with. Um, and like, I don't really know when to like um, combine, so to speak. So I think at the time, like I wasn't trying to like be emotional about it. Not that I'm like not emotional of things that, you know, I find truth in, but like um, for this kind of thing in particular, what was the, the, the turning point for you? Do you remember the time when, when you realized, whoa, I actually believe this? I don't think there was necessarily a point where like, I was like, wow, like, I, I believe this like firmly, but more so like, you know, this is something like I know enough to like build upon it and to like trust in it. Like April or May of 2017, um, so yeah, like right around that point. And it was kind of just like a build up. It wasn't like, there wasn't like one moment where like, mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, okay. It was just like, 
at a certain point, I was like, okay, I gotta make a decision after everything. <laughs> and um, I think it was something he was really struggling with, um, you know, like to make that decision. And he met a lot with our pastor, um, who's just like a brilliant guy. And he was like, um, he's like, was it a mechanical engineer before he became a pastor, like PhD, and he's just very intellectual. And so him and Mike would meet like every week and Mike would just like, come with his questions. And I, I do remember this moment where like Mike had just met with him and he called me and he was like, can I come over? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so he came over and he was just kind of like detailing this conversation that they had just had. And I could just like see like the like kind of fight, like Mike had been fighting with it for so long. And then I feel like he, I, I feel like what he and our pastor had talked about, like it kind of like just broke down the last like resistance of like, no, 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 this cannot be, you know? Mike, do you, do you remember the point at which you said, yeah, I do believe this? I mean, I remember the point where like I decided to verbally like accept Jesus but I can't remember like a definitive point. Well, I guess like maybe like it was just like a matter of like, it's like a spectrum, like with certain conversations and with certain things that I came across, like, like the needle just kind of like moved a little bit closer to like a zone where I was comfortable with it. Um, and then there were certainly conversations that I've had that I can remember, I guess Sarah said that, you know, where, you know, go, meet this pastor and I'll just kind of hit him with all my questions. And then like with some of the answers that he would give, it would weigh more my decision, whether or not like, um, I guess if it was the whole concept was reasonable or not. Mm-hmm. So but I don't, I don't necessarily remember an exact point. Some, something happened when you start telling other people what, what your, your beliefs are. I mean, my parent, my family didn't really care too much. And then not not in a bad way, but like they they just, like I said before, they're not like they're not they didn't talk about like this kind of thing a lot. And a lot of my I think a lot of my friends, some of them were not surprised. Some of them and the others were just like, oh okay, like there was no like negativity really surrounding it. After that point, like after I decided to like become a Christian, like then it got like really interesting when I like I'd be in school and like. I remember like a history class, like my final semester um, and like people were talking about something in reference to Christianity and like I spoke up and I was just like, yeah, I know for a fact, like that's not really what like Christians really believe in what the Bible says. And like nobody in the class, like I think really was a Christian or at least they didn't like verbalize it and they just, the teacher just kind of shot me down. Like I know I believed it to the, you know, cause I would like defend it. You know, uh, so how long have you guys been married? Um, this October will be two years. This October will be two years? Yeah. Anything interesting about your wedding? Um, we had a very, oh, yeah. <laughs> we had a very small wedding. Uh, I think there were a dozen people in the room, if not. It was kind of, we like talked a lot about how we, it would be like, you know, we would uphold like Jewish traditions, but then... Uh, I wouldn't say it was a Jewish wedding. Um, Mike, you have anything to add on there? I mean, you, you kind of lit up when, when she said, yeah, it was different. <laughs> I said mainly because it was so small. 
I think is why did that because you know a lot of people I think were just kind of surprised that we weren't going to like have like a normal sized wedding or what would be considered a normal sized wedding you know like a couple hundred people like making a party out of it but um I know some of her friends in particular were very disappointed so you two are, you're you're married now um no children at this point um how do you identify yourself I think it's also confusing for people to understand because a lot of people don't understand what a Messianic Jew is. So like even a lot of Christians, um, it's confusing. So I think it's just easier to be like, okay, you're a Christian. Um, And so, and, but yeah, it's definitely like extremely important to me for my children to, you know, have a strong Jewish identity. Um, that's what I was raised in, and I think it's important. Yeah, we've had that conversation a lot, um, and Sarah, Sarah has said, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like the identity she wants her kids to have is like a Christian Jewish identity. Um, and as someone who wasn't really raised in a more like passive, like religious background, I guess you could call it, um, like it doesn't really. I don't say it doesn't matter to me like as much, but um, it's definitely like bizarre for me to like think about like how my kids will like do having their identity in like a Jewish identity or like a Christian identity because you know it's something I never like imagined. Like for Mike, um, like he's saying that he never thought he would raise his children like in any type of religion, like Judaism or Christianity. But now that, like, he's become a Christian, I think it's probably, and again, you can jump in here if I'm wrong, but I think it's probably easier um, for him to imagine raising his kids as a Christian because he's a Christian. But I think that Jewish aspect is still something that is, it's just, like, a little more confusing. Like, I, there have been times where I've said to him something where, oh, again, like, the kippah is, like, a, an example I'd be like, well, would you feel comfortable wearing that? And he was like, well, no, why would I? Because I'm not Jewish. And so, you know, he's not Jewish, but our children will be Jewish. And I've said that to him before. I'm like, well, you know, you're not Jewish, but your children will be. And I think that that's kind of this concept that maybe he's still trying to wrap his head around a little bit. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, culture is learned and we, it grows on us. And I think that's something that you guys will have fun working on together. Have you, has there been any anti-Semitism anywhere near you guys or in the news that has affected both of you that caused you to talk about it? Um, It hasn't really been a huge topic, I think, in our relationship. Um, I feel like it's just one of those things that when it happens, we um, obviously we're sad, you know, and... um, but it's not, I don't think, I don't feel like we've ever experienced anti-Semitism like on a personal level, I guess. God forbid. I mean, it's, we're seeing an increase of that happening in America these days. And yeah. um, I talked to couples about uh, a, a Gentile partner empathizing with and understanding the vulnerability that Jewish people feel when that happens. And when we're married, um, what happens to one partner is felt by both. And sometimes we have to, we grow into that. I, yeah, no, I think that's true. And I think that that's something that, um, 
might has happened more than we even realized. Because I remember when we first met, like Mike really he hadn't like we like we would talk about like the Holocaust like early on in our relationship. And it was something that I think Mike had never really thought about or like like certainly not on a personal level. And like there was a lot that like, you know, maybe he didn't even know. And so for me to come in and be like, oh well, like my grandmother who is still living and who I'm so close with, like she was like a part of that, you know? And so I think that in that way, like I think it's been a bit bit of a conversation. I've had conversations with like people who like have a Jewish spouse before. And like when I tell them that my wife is like a is Jewish is a messianic too, like they get really confused and like you know, I had this one coworker in particular, like I was talking about with him, his, his wife is Jewish. And I remember like I told him about Sarah and like, you know, what we believe in Sarah's background. And he came back to me like a couple of years later, no, a couple of years, a couple of days later. And he's just like, yeah, I'm like, like, you know, I checked with like Israel, like Israeli government's website. They said you can't be Christian and Jewish. And I'm just like, yeah, of course they would say that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Actually, no, I, I remember now what he said. I, he said, exa- I think he said that you can't be Jewish and a Christian. That's what he said. And I was like, yeah, well, you can. Because <laughs> it's also like an ethnicity. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been wonderful. Um, and I think, I think as you tell your story, it's going to help a lot of people who, who are in very similar situations. And it's really typical. So I want to just thank you. Um, thanks for opening yourselves up and, and um, just sharing uh, this stuff is real and it's, uh, it's not unusual um, and it's as valid and real as anybody else's uh, experience today. I'm really, really glad that you're, you're working out uh, that spiritual harmony. Aren't they great? I hope you've enjoyed and appreciated the honesty and the, the freshness of um, these two. And um, it's all part of getting an authentic look into how Jewish and couples navigate those complex challenges that they're facing. And then hear how they're finding spiritual harmony in those relationships. And if you or someone you know would like support in an interfaith relationship where one partner is Jewish, you can reach out to me by email. The address is Tuvia, T-U-V-Y-A, at JewishGentilecouples.com. Thanks for joining. He said, then she said. Shalom. <laughs>